Hello, and welcome to the Green Book Commentaries. I'm Dr. Arthur Plessa. Episode 34, Testing Techniques Against the Tempograph. Doctors of chiropractic and young initiates of the same, welcome back once again for another inspiring and insightful episode. We have been focusing heavily on the tempograph and all of its intricate details. As you remember, this machine was similar to an electroencephalogram. However, because, however, BJ was the first to connect electrodes between the brain and body, broadening its scope. Measurements were metered to know the quantity of energy in the brain at any IVF desired and at any organ or body part affected. If the brain produced energy, then how much? If the spinal nerve roots transmitted that energy, then how much? If the organs received that energy, then how much? Electrodes could measure the amount of electrical energy in exacting quantity, so one knows what normal quantity par is supposed to be. Now comes a subluxation a twisting, corkscrew, torque that is permanent unless adjusted. This subluxation is an electrical short in the normal electrical circuit between the brain and body. This subluxation chokes the spinal cord, thereby decreasing the cord's ability to transmit the normal quantity of energy from brain to body. From point of subluxation to target organ, one could measure a decrease of nerve energy. This decreased nerve energy in the organ causes dis-ease, which is chiropractic terminology for tissue cells not functioning normally. Medically, we prescribe a fancy name to the dis-ease based on symptoms. Medical doctors seek to pacify those symptoms with pharmaceuticals in an attempt to offer hope. The natural solution is to restore the flow of energy to the sick organ by, connect, by correcting what was causing the obstruction in the first place. We now know that a vertebral subluxation is the cause. However, prior to 1895, we had no such premise to work upon. Our profession's discoverer had a concept of energy in the human body and how lowered amounts in organs was the cause of disease. Dee Dee Palmer's first healing method, that of magnetic healing, was a mysterious method at best, and I raised serious criticism towards it. It supposedly worked by having the practitioner place hands upon the diseased organ one hand on the chest side and the other hand on the back side of patient. Practitioner would focus his energy through his hands and into diseased organ, believing there was a transfer of energy between the healthy practitioner and the sick patient. 
Our avid listener, our avid listeners can easily see that this was an outside-in approach, attempting to restore something internal to the patient from something external to the patient. Remember Abrams from a few episodes ago? He also understood disease as being a state tissue cells find themselves in when they lack the proper quantity of human energy. Like Didi's first healing method, Abrams also sought to put energy back into the patient through external methods. Abrams used a machine that would diagnose and then treat patient by supposedly directing minute electric currents from the machine and into patient. We've already discussed how BJ, among others, had debunked Abrams. So while Abrams had the right principle to work towards, he had the wrong practice of doing so. He was proved to be nothing more than an electronic snake oil salesman. Imagine the human brain as it generates electricity for the use of the body. The amount of electricity generated can be measured. Imagine the human spinal cord as it receives that amount of electrical energy from the brain at the point where one connects with the other at upper cervical spine. The amount of electricity received can be measured. Imagine a spinal nerve root as it exits its respective IVF and as it carries that electricity from brain and down spinal cord. The amount of electricity at the nerve root can be measured. Now imagine an organ, the final destination for that nerve, and the electricity that it carries. The amount of electricity at the organ can be measured. Now imagine a subluxation occurs. A subluxation chokes the spinal cord and decreases the amount of electricity that it can receive from the brain as well as a decreased amount of electricity that it can transmit out of the nerve root and out to the organ. This decreased amount of electrical energy can be measured at the point of subluxation at the IVF and at the affected organ. Can you see how the measurement of electrical energy is the gold standard in, ver in detecting vertebral subluxation. Using this as a method of checking a patient before and after, can you see how someone, can you see how one can determine which adjusting technique was the most efficient? The adjustment which restored the normal quantity of electrical energy in the shortest period of time and lasted for the longest period of time, earned its place as the best, not based on highly charismatic personalities or personal feelings towards a particular technique. So, out of the numerous techniques tested as an honest chiropractor who truly puts patience over profits, would you want to know which chiropractic technique was the most researched and which technique restored electrical energy most efficiently? What if this technique required many hours of training and drilling in order to be efficient enough to unlock a torqued subluxation? 
would you dedicate your professional career to the mastery of delivering this specific adjustment? How many a chiropractor and most, correction, many a chiropractor and most students are ignorant of the technique that we are alluding to? Well, which technique did BJ develop as the best for restoring electrical energy to the body? That we will just have to reserve for another episode. As of now, BJ is going scientific with a vengeance and building his case before he announces why chiropractors should put down the old moves of yesteryears and embrace the science of specific chiropractic. We begin our reading in volume 25, page 299. So many men... So many minds, so many opinions. They can't all be right or wrong. Which is right? Which is wrong? That is something we determined to find and prove. In electricity, there is dynamo, positive and negative wires that lead from and to it. And at periphery, there is an electrical organ which performs the function for which intended. Dynamo generates a given quantity of electricity, which given quantity flows over, on, or through nerves, or through wires, to organ at distal end. If that quantity generated, flowed, and performed is normal, all is well. There are two ways of knowing. First, if function at end is normal. Second, by measuring quantity generated, flowing, and being performed. How can it be measured? By meter and or by a recording meter which efficiently, definitely, and accurately keeps a record. This recording meter can be a dynamo. On wires any place between dynamo and organ and or at organ itself. On other hand, we we can guess at what dynamo is generating. We can guess what is going through wires. We can guess what is being performed in organ. After guessing, we can try to remember what we guessed. After trying to remember what we guessed, we can create theories as to what happens about our guessing. In living human being, there is an innate intelligence that propels brain dynamo to generate a normal quantity of nerve impulse. There are efferent and afferent nerves that lead from and to brain and at periphery of those nerves there is a human organ which performs function for which it is intended. Brain generates a given quantity of mental impulse, which given quantity flows over, on, or through nerves to organ at the distal end. If that, norm- if that given quantity generated, flowed, and performed is normal, human body is healthy and well. There are two ways of knowing. First, if function at end is abnormal and patient feels it so. Second, by measuring quantity generated at brain, flowing between brain and performing in organ. How can it be measured? By correct, efficient use of the electroencephalo-neuromintempograph meters and by being recorded, which efficiently, definitely, and accurately keeps a record. 
Electroencephalo neuromantempograph recording meters can be at brain or nerves, any place between brain and organ, and or at organ or organs themselves. On the other hand, we can guess at what brain is generating, we can guess what is going through nerves, we can guess what is being performed in organ. After guessing, we can try to remember what we guessed. After trying to remember what we guessed, we can create theories as to what happens about our guessing, after which, after which we can create techniques galore and guess at what we try to remember we hope they might do. Function of the B.J. Palmer Chiropractic Clinic is to know, not guess, have adjustments at right place, in right manner, at right time, which proves to accomplish the one simple objective. To reestablish perfect normal quantity flow between brain and body. If chiropractic principle be correct, and we are, cons we are convinced beyond doubt it is, there is one way to prove or disprove it. Measure and calibrate quantity flow of nerve force between brain and body. Tempograph does just that. Chiropractic is premised on simple principle that any reduction in quantity flow of mental impulse supply between brain and body slows down action of that organ or organs in which reduction occurs. Any reduction in speed of tissue cell action creates dis-ease. Correspondingly, when one organ slows down, another organ adaptively speeds up action. Thus, we get too much action as an adaptive measure and too little action as a physical dis-ease. To measure slowdown, supply is to find the cause of all dis-ease. Hence, a specific would result. We here today have found what the world has been seeking for thousands of years. A specific for the cause of all dis-ease. When that is found, correction of that cause is simple. All this has been forcibly brought forth in our printed talk. It is as simple as that. Reference. See Volume 22, Palmer, 1949. Between knowledge and know-how we have in our profession is to have a multiplicity of multitudes of methods, theories, hypotheses, treatments of varied kinds, etc. Which right, which wrong? It is no longer a question of conjecture, a diversity of opinions, a difference of judgments. We have taken many ideas, theories, and systems into our labs and measured what they actually do to increasing or decreasing nerve force supply between brain and body, both before and after applying these systems or methods. We have tested these methods. We have tested these stimulative and inhibitive results on nerve force supply by measuring effects of various drugs, liquors, fluids, baths, massages, treatments of various modalities. In all instances, we found that where stimulatives were used first, they boosted flow. But by using a continuous measurement for hours, we have always run into an inhibitive period. Where inhibitive methods were used, they increased inhibition only to recover back to a normal 
back to normal at a very slow rate of speed. In no instance having we found any stimulative or inhibitive method restoring nerve force supply back to normal. By measuring flow of nerve supply, both before and after adjustment, we know exactly what happens because of what we did, at time we did it, and manner we did it, as previously determined by research in other labs. Tempograph represents an outlay of $65,000. It takes four to conduct its research on our cases. Let's glance for a moment at an electrical setup, generator, wires, and motor. How much current is a generator generating? We could guess, you could guess, 100 could guess, and all might guess right or wrong. Somewhere between, some might guess nearer right than others. No matter who guessed, any conclusion was an accident, a mental quirk peculiar to individual doing guessing. How much current is a wire conveying? 100 could guess in same manner as with generator. Same would be true as regards to how much horsepower output was occurring in motor. Same is true as regards brain as human generator. Efferent and afferent nerves as conveyors of that energy from brain to body and muscles as motors and how frequently they contract and relax thereby for performing action, performing motion. How much energy is brain generating for all the body or certain portions of it? We could guess, so could you, and all might guess right or wrong. No matter who guessed, any conclusion was an accident, depending upon ability of one who guesses. How much energy does efferent nerve convey from brain to body? Guess as much as we please, it would still be a guess. Some might guess right. All rest might be miles from fact, because all guessed. How much of normal action, motion, function is expressed in tissue cell? We all have an idea, an opinion. We study symptomatology and pathology and think we know. Do we? Or is all a guessing process? Some might guess more nearly right than others. Others are going to go wide of the mark because all were guessing. If ease is a question of normality, of quantity action in tissue cell, then there must be a technique means and method of measuring that quantity. If this ease is also a question of abnormality of quantity of action in tissue cell, then there can be developed a technique, means and method of measuring that reduced quantity and compare it with the normal developed or generated brain. There is one way all can know exactly accurately, correctly, how much electricity is generated in dynamo, conveyed through wires, and how much horsepower is developed by motor when in action. Use a meter that measures it. We can all see and read meter. We can all agree with what graph rec recording meter proves. Electrician does just that. He measures, evaluates, calibrates, and graph records quantity flow. He has a graphing method that records what meter reveals. He has a permanent record of exactly what is occurring. Chiropractic principle is same as applied to human body. 
Chiropractic practice should be same as principle when applied to human body. Electroencephalo-neuromentimpograph does just that. It measures, evaluates, and calibrates quantity action in tissue cell. It proves which this or which that best releases pressure and restores abnormal transmission to normal transmission between brain and body. Electroencephalo-neuromentimpograph proves which does, its be- which does it best by intention and proves which does it least by accident. Electroencephalo-neuromentimpograph proves where, when, how, and why each technique, means, and method does or does not do what is claimed by promoters who guess at what they think. 16 years is research to 1951 on thousands of cases all kinds of kinds and types hundreds of miles of graph wave patterns of recorded meter measurements prove there are only eight possible vertebral subluxations four constants and four variables they are all at occipito-atlantal axial area none exists anywhere else in spinal column. This technique, means, and method of proving our practice is at such a variance to what we have previously taught, believed, and practiced makes it so evolutionary that it constitutes a revolution in minds of many of our people. Some adopt and adapt, and others prejudge and condemn. Through years we have tested and proven or disproven many techniques, means, and methods as far less practical than others. Electroencephalo-neuromentimpograph is the only method we know which records all producer energy flowing facts accurately, efficiently, electrically, which has not been questioned by scientific researchers. On reverse, has been endorsed and supported by all. This instrument is a no is a is in no sense a treating machine, does not supply anything from outside to inside, is strictly a scientific recorder of that quantity of mental impulse nerve force flow, which exists inside under varying observed conditions. Not only is recording, metering, and measuring portion of this instrument accurate, but its method of pickup is without variables, both internal as well as external to that body from environment. We suggested that fundamentals between D.D. Palmer and Abrams were similar. Both established theory that disease was a lowered and reduced energy flow, which slowed up action of tissue cell structure. D.D. Palmer knew this existed only from a theoretical viewpoint. Abrams said he could measure it. Abrams tried to develop an instrument to measure it. There was nothing scientific about his, me- about his measurement methods or device. It never worked. D.D. Palmer knew, as did Abrams, that patient could and would get well as lower tissue cell structure was restored to normal energetic action which could be done only if, as, and when normal energy value was restored. D.D. Palmer knew this energy quantity was inside the brain, 
was obstructed in its transmission between brain and body by vertebral subluxation. That once an adjustment was given and energy permitted to flow from brain to body, patient would get well. Abrams thought he could develop an instrument which could give from the outside this energy needed to the body. D.D. Palmer knew that energy needed to get sick people well was natural, was inside, and needed to come from inside to outside. Abrams thought that energy needed to get sick people well could be manufactured artificially, externally, could be introduced from outside given inside from outside. It was this fundamental difference that made Abrams fail and D.D. Palmer succeed. Abrams never could develop or manufacture an instrument which could or would measure lowered energy value. D.D. Palmer did not need invent or manufacture an instrument to measure it because it was already natural and inside and inside in proper and correctly measured value. That's why ERA, Electronic Reactions of Abrams, failed and chiropractic succeeded. Electroencephaloneuromintimpograph was conceived, designed and built to supply an electrical, mechanical, automatic record of minute quantities of human nerve force flow. We demanded an instrument which would automatically record multiple channel findings with accurate amplification without distortion. Many years ago, we developed Merrick System. At that time, it was based on a digital nerve tracing research of living human bodies. We would digitally trace tender nerves between spinal column and certain areas of body that possessed a dis-ease or pathology and we would digitally trace paths of tender nerves between areas of human living feeling body that possessed a dis-ease or pathology back to entrance of those nerves into spinal column. Instead of attempting to trace fibers on dead dissectional anatomy, we worked exclusively on living body of patient who could and did cooperate with us as to path of a definite connected nerve that had feeling which connected one location with other. In this way, we were able to solve many heretofore mysteries, unexplained any other way. For example, nerves that issued from spinal column on left side of approximately sixth dorsal, traced around direct to stomach. Nerves which issued on right side of approximately sixth dorsal, traced outward around and under armpit, up over outer chest on anterior, under clavicle, up to and split, going to both thyroids and thence on up to eyeballs. This distribution explained exophthalmic goiter, wherein eyeballs, thyroids, and stomach troubles were frequently found in same case. We continued this research for many years on thousands of cases, finally issuing Volume 13, Palmer, which was continued, which was a continued series of photographs of cases traced. This book is now out of print. At that time, all this was done to try to locate the place of exit of certain nerves going to certain organs, 
to ascertain when we thought to ascertain what we then thought was location of vertebral subluxation causing pressure upon those nerves going to those organs as a result we adjusted at such places and as a result attained an accidental percentage of cases well attributing it to adjustment given at these certain places we call these places such as quote stomach place unquote etc according to organ those nerves went to out of this nerve tracing work eventually came our Merrick system this Merrick system is as sound today as it was then with this exception instead of its being the place of vertebral subluxation cause of dis-ease it is today still the place of neurological distribution from spinal column to organs we found those nerves traced to today we no longer look to these places for adjustment as all energy for body is generated or manufactured in brain so do certain portions of brain generate or manufacture all energy for certain portions of body there is a liver lobe of brain that generates or manufactures all energy for liver and body same holds true of all other organs and viscera this further holds good in the sense that from liver lobe in brain go forth all fibers that eventually go to and distribute themselves throughout liver and body via spinal cord spinal nerves etc same holds true of all other organs and viscera eventually we developed what we then called the superior Merrick system after which we naturally called the lower or inferior distribution the inferior Merrick system although one entire and complete system we arbitrarily divided it to differentiate to differentiate between portion that generated energy portion that transmitted energy and portion that acted function upon advent of tempograph we stepped back into that period of our research development picked up superior and inferior Merrick system and applied it as the basis for further research into scientific proof of direct connection between brain and body via spinal cord and spinal nerves and generation transmission and expression of that direct continuity flow of energy between one and other Merrick system then is today 1951 the basis of our neurological studies in the application of tempograph on our cases without this basis any work done with tempograph would be guesswork done haphazardly without systematization without fundamental to begin or proceed with and no sound conclusions could be reached to prove anything as to any connection between symptoms and pathology or their correctness measurement calibration or recording same with this approach we can now and do connect certain portions of brain with certain portions of body by way of certain neurological distributions of certain nerves between them there is no other laboratory or researcher that has so extensively or completely covers the total field of brain 
and body. Brain to body, body to brain, via nervous system, and hooks them together to a definite and conclusive study of cause and cure of disease proof as we do here. There are many who make encephalographs of brainwave patterns only, interpreting them only as they refer to pathologies. And this is mostly confined to epilepsies, brain pathologies, and a few isolated examples of trauma. No body work is done in any of them, and not one, to our knowledge, is connecting brain to body and body to brain via nervous system. Neither is there one which seeks further scientific insight into knowledge of proof of cause and cure of disease, location, or correction. The vital question of quantity of generation in brain, quantity of transmission via nerves, quantity of expression of function in organs and viscera has been ignored. This is fundamental upon all that is chiropractic rests. Hence, receives extreme study here with our tempograph research. To simplify understanding, we have worked out a language of code symbols to designate various phases of our work. Electroencephalo-neuromintempograph measures and records minute degrees of mental impulse in eight or more places. One, at source, the brain. 2. At subluxation. 3. At point where nerves emit from spine below subluxation. 4. At any point between periphery and spinal exit. 5. At periphery on either efferent or afferent nerve fibers. Recordings can be made before adjustment, immediately after, and at subsequent times, showing whether mental impulse has been restored at these various points and in what degree. All function is expressed in degrees of quantity of energy, converted into quantities of motion of action, which predetermines quality of feeling. Question of sense is interpreted by education, or innate, into qualities of sense. Qualities of feeling, seeing, hearing, tasting, and smelling are relative to each other. It is loud or soft, bright or dark, or any shade between, bitter or sweet, pungent or perfume, etc. In describing normal sense, we do so in qualitative terms, or terms which best describe quality of sense. This is also true in expressing abnormal. A patient goes to a doctor who inquires as to how patient feels. All answers will be relative in qualities. Pain is sharp and acute, or dull and lethargic. Seeing is dim or blindness. Hearing is hyperesthetic or hypoesthetic. No taste at all or reverse to what they are, etc. It is an impossibility for any doctor to know how much pain patient suffers. If case is inclined to be slightly off mental balance, slight pain becomes an intense pain exaggerated. Another case, being on melancholic side, may have great pain and feel little of it, and say so. Same is true with all senses. 
We have said before, and we repeat, anything that exists in reality is subject to measurement. Every symptom that exists is subject to being calibrated and measured. To do so requires that quality be converted into quantity. Many researchers have said this was impossible. We said nothing was impossible to do which existed in fact. Human eye is able to differentiate possibly a dozen colors with any degree of accuracy. Shades it can describe are few. Few people can describe a certain color to another person, wherein second person can see the color as first person describes it. Quality of understanding in mind of person, of first person, is not readily described and transferred to mind of second person. Science, however, has stepped in and can accurately establish, prove, and duplicate over 2,000, quote, colors, unquote, or shades thereof. How? By measurement, not by quality, but of quantity. Color is a quantity vibration. Measure quantity accurately, and you can duplicate that quantity at any time such quality is desired. Same is true with function or feeling. While sensed as qualities, they are performed and interpreted as quantities. Innate sends forth quantity of energy, which expresses quantity of function at periphery of nerves. Quantity of vibration occurs. Quantity of impression is carried to brain, where mind interprets quantity of feeling, and in return adapts quantity of energy to be sent forth efferently to meet emergency externally. That is what we do here. We measure quantity of feeling and tell how much pain, pain is, etc. Dr. R.H. Kuhner tersely put it when he said, This instrument proves the following points. 1. That a live man has a measurable life constant with a measurable neuroelectrical frequency. 2. That a dead man has no measurable life constant with a neuroelectrical frequency. 3. That a sick man has a measurable life constant with a disturbed neuroelectrical frequency. 4. That a disturbed neuroelectrical frequency is why a sick man is sick. 5. That a disturbed neuroelectrical frequency is caused by a vertebral subluxation in the spinal column. 6. That a correct scientific adjustment of the vertebral subluxation restores a normal neuroelectrical frequency. 7. That there is no other method but an adjustment on the subluxated vertebra that can and does restore a normal neurological frequency. That the treatment of effects either mechanically, electrically, or chemically disturbs both the measurable life constant and the disturbed neuroelectrical frequency. Thank you for joining me for another episode. I'm Dr. Arthur Plessa. This has been The Green Book Commentaries.